Well, hello, this is uh, Mike Van Meter, and, and today, uh, which is January 10th of 2021, I'm interviewing Christina Van Meter, and uh, we're just going to put down some of the things that are going on in her life. She's now a sophomore at Virginia Tech. She's an Air Force RTC, part of the Virginia Tech Corps of Cadets. Uh, but we'll just kind of start off with the big thing in Christina's life right now is she has COVID. <laughs> she is COVID positive. So, uh, Christina, how... How did that happen? What's going on? And what are you feeling? Um, I don't really know how that happened, honestly. Um, so I went to college for a semester. So my the end of my freshman year, we were sent home because of COVID. And then um, this past semester, I was at Tech. And then you would think I would have gotten COVID there because I'm around a bunch of people. I live in a dorm. Uh, with the Virginia Tech Corps of Cadets, you live in a dorm all four years. So I actually had a roommate and... We would eat dinner with different people every day. You'd see a ton of people on campus. Like half of my classes were in person, so you would have thought I would have had COVID then, and I didn't. And then at home, since our Lola, who's about 84 years old, is staying with us, um, I was pretty careful about who I saw. The only person I hung out with at home was my friend Kelly, who actually had COVID, so I knew that she wouldn't give me COVID, and then just my family. And so I was really careful about COVID, and then... Somehow, even though I was even more careful at home, I got COVID. And then my mom and I think maybe it's when we went to the grocery store or something because that's the only really reason how I could have gotten it. Um, right now, I'm just kind of feeling very um, nasally, like stuffed up. Mm -hmm. And then I just have a, a headache and then just really tired all the time right now. But I guess it's kind of good to get it over with go before going back to school and Thankfully, my Lola didn't get COVID, and it's just my mom and I um, who got it. Well, the nice thing is you should be sort of, I don't know, if, what do they say? You, you're going to be immune to it or uh, develop the antibodies for it. So you should be good when you go back to school. It'll be less to worry about. Yeah, I'm not too worried. It's kind of funny because the day after um, I'm supposed to test negative is when I'm supposed to go back to school. So right on the cutoff line of when I was going to head back to school anyways. Mm. Well, so you're a sophomore, Virginia Tech Corps Cadets. Um, so there aren't many schools that do that, the, the Corps Cadets. I know Texas A&M is one. Um, I think Norwich up in um, Vermont, I think there's a school up there that has a similar program. So people listening, what is the Corps of Cadets? What is that? So the Corps of Cadets at Virginia Tech is one of six military colleges. Um, you have the academies, the Air Force Academy, Naval Academy, and you know West, West Point. Point. Yeah. They have that, which is uh, the Military Academy 24-7. However, like the Virginia Tech Corps of Cadets and a couple others, Texas A&M, and a couple, you know, Norwich, yeah, yeah, those other universities, VMI, Citadel, yeah, yeah. So you have a blend of the military experience and then the public university. So it's a cross between just regular ROTC and the academies, and essentially you uh, live kind of like in the dorms all four years, kind of like how the academies would. But you also have that experience at the public university, and there's a lot of more majors that they offer. For example, I'm actually interior design, which falls under the School of Architecture. And on the very first day that I transferred into the interior design program, the professor noticed that I was wearing a uniform. And of course, he was like, oh, are you in the Corps of Cadets? And I was like, yes, sir. And he said that I was the first 
ROTC student he had taught in 10 years. And so because of the blend between having a public university and ROTC, um, like, well, you could, if you went to any other ROTC program, you could have a wide variety of majors to choose from. But unlike at an academy, I can major in something like an interior design. And it opened a lot of opportunity, both in the sense that I get to experience what a normal university is like, but then also experience uh, a military setting that is a lot more difficult and pushes me a lot more than it would at, per se, a regular university that just offers ROTC. I do have that experience where I'm um, in a military setting a lot more, and I think that this setting has kind of caused me to grow up a lot faster than it would have if I did something else in college and just really appreciate the lessons that I'm learning around me and really valuing the lessons that I learned through the Corps of Cadets and really understanding what I'm getting myself into in the future and I think that because of the Corps of Cadets and then also class office, I have a genuine pride for Virginia Tech and really take to heart all of the things that I'm learning because I know each day I'm bettering myself. And Mm -hmm. I know that I would have gotten that even if I went to regular RTC or an academy, I know that I would have felt like I'm preparing myself to serve in the Air Force one day. But I love Virginia Tech, one, because of the School of Architecture and then also the Corps of Cadets. Um, but what the Virg- what the Corps of Cadets is, is basically you go through training each day to prepare yourself. I'm not really sure how to answer that. It's just a, like a, it's a military setting most of the time. Well, it seems like the big thing is during the summer, you, you actually have to go spend time with the Air Force, like all the branches, your Air Force, but all the branches do that. And so it seems like that what you're doing for the year is to prepare you for that summer experience. Oh, the core. Yeah. 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 So basically my schedule is kind of like I have about on average about five extra credits currently for the core in combination with Air Force RTC. In the Corps of Cadets, the extra classes that you take right now are a lot of leadership development and management classes. And then on top of the regular Air Force classes that you would take at another university as well. You have your Air Force physical fitness classes. Um, you have the intro to Air Force, development of Air Force classes like that. And then you also have a class called Leadership Laboratory. And that's essentially when you're outside on the drill field practicing marching, a lot of commands, um, and then just different scenarios that you kind of work through that help you and prepare you for field training. And just a backstory for Air Force RTC, you go to a two-week field training, and essentially that's when you're evaluated, and and you learn a lot of things there as well. So one thing that's really helpful and beneficial through the Corps of Cadets is that you're living through a lot of those scenarios that you you might see at any of the branches' trainings. And also this lab that you take in Air Force RTC really prepares you for like two years to send off to that training over Mm -hmm. the summer. And then now it's different for a Navy. I know that if you're on scholarship, you could do like a tour like for one month and then Army does like a two-month training. And what's nice about the Corps of Cadets is that although it's about 50% Army, they really do tailor your training to which branch you're in Mm -hmm. on those separate classes. But then you all come together and do this one class that is core specific and that really harps on training you to be an ethical leader, training you to be a global leader. And they really 
um, put a lot of efforts into developing you to be a great leader, no matter what branch you are. And then specifically you have classes that, that train you for whichever branch you're going into, whether that's like army, Navy, or even the VPI track. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of important, isn't it? Because when you, so when you go to your training and in your case, it's going to be air force, you will be there, not which is Virginia tech. You're going to be with people from around the, the country, correct? From over the summer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's mixed, mixed meaning other schools, and you're there with everybody, and you're being evaluated. Now your performance at this, what kind of an effect does that have on your future in the Air Force? I think it plays into like part of like your ranking and like what job you get. I know that I don't, I haven't really looked too hard into that, but I know it's a big combination of. A lot of things about what career field you go into, what where you go. Um, I'm not really sure what plays into what, but there is like a big combination of your future career. And then I know, you know, you have to pass field training in order to be an officer one day, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, yeah, it's a requirement. Um, so did you always want to go into the military? No, okay. not at all. And so me as your father, I was... I don't recall ever talking to you about the military, even though your mom and I were both naval officers. Um, it just never really seemed to me, and I could be wrong, never really seemed to me to be something that you were particularly interested in or even interested at all. So what happened? And and how take us on the journey of how did you end up at Virginia Tech in Air Force ROTC? Alrighty. So I think I'll start out with Virginia Tech. Um I don't know if this game will be around years from now, but my brother and I used to play this game called Minecraft. And essentially it's just like a game where you build things, but they're just blocks. Like everything in it is a block. And I would play Minecraft with my brother day and night in elementary school. Like we'd come home from school and we'd have our server open and we would just play as late as we could. And then it'd just be routine. I'd come home from school, play Minecraft again. And I noticed that when I played on that game, all I did was build things. You know, sometimes people would farm or mine things. It's just whatever you want to do in the app. But I always built things. I would recreate the home that we would live in. I would design apartment complexes, anything. Then I just found that I really enjoyed building things. And my brother was like, I think you should be an architect. (laughs) And I was like, why? And he's like, all you do is build things. Even during church service, I would just draw on the sermon notes. I wouldn't draw like animals, nothing. I would draw blueprints of houses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd be a third grader drawing blueprints of houses. And you'd be like, well, why is she drawing that? And it's just because I would imagine like my dolls walking through a space and thinking what I also what remember that you would draw pictures of me in church. And then like you would draw, I remember specifically once um, you, you actually drew the wrinkles on my face and then put arrows pointing out that those were wrinkles just in case yes. somebody didn't figure that out. So, one, so you were very, very detailed, yeah, even down thing, to my wrinkles. Yeah. Even one thing then I noticed is that I'm a very detail oriented person, which has helped me very tremendously in inspections in the core. So maybe me noticing your wrinkles helped me notice the wrinkles on my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I did notice that a combination uh-huh. of really noticing details really helped me this is just backtracking a little bit, but noticing details in the core um, really can't, stemmed from noticing details like in design and also in cheerleading. It's kind of funny because I did cheer in high school and a lot of the things in terms of marching 
were very similar to Mm -hmm. how you move on a competitive cheer floor. I noticed that when you started out your freshman year at Virginia Tech. I was like, oh, this should be pretty easy for her because she's kind of used to the formations and the movements. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, I I didn't see you lifting anybody up on the drill field at Virginia Tech. But I guess they could start that in the future. But you'd be good at that. Uh, Yeah. um, But I will start again. So I backing to where we were, I found I wanted to be an architect and I just kind of stuck with it in high school. I didn't really take many art classes because I really focused on music since I played the violin in high school. But my junior year, I was able to start taking a lot of STEM classes. So I took an architectural drawing class, an engineering drawing class, just to kind of see if that's where I wanted to go. And my professor at the time who taught those classes was a Virginia Tech alumni. And I knew that I had already known that I wanted to go to Virginia Tech because my brother went there his freshman year. A lot of my favorite professors that I've ever had in high school were Virginia Tech alumni, and my cousin graduated from Virginia Tech. And as soon as we visited there, I knew that that's where I wanted to go. Now, they were not Corps of Cadets. No, none of them were Corps of Cadets, but I just knew that I wanted to go to Virginia Tech. Like, no matter what, I want to be at Virginia Tech because every person I knew that went to Virginia Tech, I just liked how they were. I liked the type of people they were, and I felt like there was a trend amongst the personalities that they were there. They were all genuinely very happy and really helpful people. And every time they talked about Virginia Tech, they're like, this is a great university. And you could tell that they took pride even if they just graduated, even if they had transferred, or even if they were really old, like all of them talked about how much they love Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to pay for college, I want to like it you know i'm not i don't want to go to school and hate where i'm going and mm-hmm. just dread it and just get the career and just get the degree i want to enjoy it and so after visiting virginia tech once uh even when i was like a freshman in high school i knew that that's where i wanted to go mm. but going into high school i, I do knew- remember you talking about that you were set in fact i remember uh just as a segue here i remember you applying i think you applied to like five schools and i think that was the max we decided we weren't going to go beyond that and I remember you were so dead set on Virginia Tech that we went to another school, and I, I won't mention the name of the school, but we, you and I went down there, and we we walked onto the campus, and within five minutes of walking in, you said, yeah, I'm not going to go to school here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go to Virginia Tech. I said, okay. And you had applied to some other schools, and um, you didn't even, I was like, do you want to go this weekend and visit the campus? And you said, nope, don't even, even though you had applied, in fact, you had been accepted to those schools you didn't even want to go visit those campuses because you were dead set on Virginia Tech, which thankfully that's where you ended up. But mm-hmm. but that's how dead set you were in high yeah. school about it. I was very dead set on it. And it's kind of funny. I probably would forget this if I was like 30 years older, but I actually applied early admissions to Tech. And the day that I submitted my application was my birthday. Oh, so I didn't know that. I always thought that was like good luck maybe because I, the day that I submitted it was my birthday. I did, Until we did this interview, I did not know that. I think I had turned... I think I turned 18 because, you know, I think it was my 18th birthday that I applied to tech. And I was like, I really hope this is a good birthday present (laughs) that I make it in. Well, now, okay, so you wanted to go to Virginia Tech, Mm -hmm. but I do not recall ever you saying to me, but I want to go to Virginia Tech on an Air Force scholarship and be in the Corps of Cadets. I don't remember that conversation. So how did that happen? I know I was getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So in high school, I, I... I did a lot in high school, and that's one part of the reason 
I guess I'll just like, do you want me to list what I did? I don't know. Because like, it was very, very different of what I ended up doing in college. Yeah, so in high school, I really focused on music. So I played the violin, had the opportunity to travel to Scotland to play the violin. And my main focus was cheerleading. Um, I cheered in middle school, cheered through high school. And that was my main focus. I did track for like two years, gymnastics for like a year, and then just like every honor society you could think of. And th- but that was mainly a o- resume builder, um, which like a lot of people did. But I also enjoyed it because a lot of my friends were in it. But a lot of those things I did weren't really like a passion of mine, except for cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And so in college, I was debating. I was like, do I want to do cheerleading? What do I want to do in college? I don't really know what my passion is. And a lot of what I wanted to do was just cheer focused. And I was like, well, I'm not going to cheer forever. Like, what am I going to do? What am I really passionate about? And I knew that I was passionate about design and I knew that's what I wanted, but I was like, is that my real purpose in life? I, I really didn't know where life was taking me. And so at the time, why I was so confused on what my purpose was, is I was actually accepted into the architecture school for every university that I applied to besides Virginia Tech. I actually was really nervous about getting accepted into Virginia Tech or not. And I didn't really know if I, what, I I didn't really know what I wanted. And so I just applied to university studies at Virginia Tech. I was like, I just know what I want to go to Virginia Tech, but I don't want to be locked into the cause school. Like I want to still see my options. So I actually applied university studies there and then ended up accepting you to tech and I was kind of nervous because I was like well I'm not really in a major like what major do I want to do is design really where I want to go is that what I'm good at I did not really know Mm -hmm. and so I was kind of lost because I was like what am I going to major in what's my purpose in life like I didn't get into the design school where where am I going and I was just kind of nervous and then I started noticing that I needed to figure out like something I wanted to do and what my purpose was. And so then I noticed that a lot of my friends were getting like scholarships for a various amount of things. And then, um, I never talked about military, like my brother, Michael, dad, my brother, Michael, Uh huh. anyways, my brother, Michael, he, um, always wanted to be military, but I never, ever talked about being in the military and, I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because I was so focused on cheerleading or just what what I think is now that I'm in Air Force RTC, I see myself here and I know that this is my purpose. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make Air Force a career or not, but I know that I'm bettering myself every single day and that that you can't go wrong with joining the military. You can't go wrong with serving mm-hmm. your country. And I think that one of the reasons why I never considered the military in high school or middle school or even like younger than that is because I was so focused on myself. Mm -hmm. I think that I never, ever talked about the military because I only thought about what I wanted to do and what I considered fun. Mm -hmm. Like obviously the Corps of Cadets is not fun all the time. There are some fun moments, but freshman year definitely was not fun. But I think why I never thought about the military is because I had a very selfish mindset growing up. And that's true for a lot of people, though. I think it's true of everybody. Yeah, and so I think that um, my mindset changed a lot when I hit college. But how I got to Air Force RTC was was just kind of talking to people. There were people kind of realizing that, you know, you need to grow up once you hit college. You're not going to be able to do cheerleading forever. And I 
start talking to people about scholarships. And then my mom mentioned that she thought that I would do well in RTC. And I was like, really? I was like, me? Like, I've never even talked about ROTC ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I really think that you could do it. She's like, you're really motivated. And um, was just kind of talking about how I could be an architect in the Air Force one day, maybe, or that the that you really can't go wrong with serving your country. And even, even if you don't plan on making a career out of it, like, you know, you learn a lot of great things from mm-hmm. it. And so then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just apply. I'll just like, I, I, there's no harm in applying for a scholarship. I don't know if I'm going to go for it. I really don't know. And I was just nervous. And I mm-hmm. was just like, you know what, maybe. And then I ended up applying for a scholarship. And then I got offered an interview. And I was like, well, you know what, if I'm going to get an interview, if they see a potential in me, I am going to make it the best interview I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So we spent nights, like every single night for a couple weeks, just preparing. I remember that. Yeah. So my dad asked me why I remember that because he was the one that interviewed me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept preparing. And I went down to Howard University. I missed a day of school and had an interview. And I think that was the best interview I've ever had in my life. And mm. it was just so natural talking to um, the guy that interviewed me and he answered a lot of questions that I had. I know that one thing I'm glad that I did before applying um, to ROTC is that I did a lot of research. More, more more specifically, my mom really helped me with the research as well. You know, I knew what I was getting myself into. But I helped you with the interview. My dad did help me with the interview, yes. But my mom really does do a lot of research. My dad is not the most tech savvy, but he's getting there. Mm. Um But one thing I'm really glad about is that my parents didn't push me to be in the military Mm -mm. at all, but that I found it, not found it on my own because my parents helped me a lot, but, you know, it was my choice. And I started to see once I learned- Well, it was your choice. I I never once pressured you to do that. Yeah. Um, But what I was glad about is that we did a lot of research. And then as we were doing research, as I started applying for my scholarship- um, I realized I was like, you know, maybe this is for me. And why hadn't I searched into it more? But I, I don't know how I would have thought, let me, oh, I want to be in the military. Like it just, you know, even though my parents were in the military, it's not like they were pushing me to do it. And, you know, at the time, you know, a lot of, none of my friends are doing ROTC, you know, so I didn't really know a lot of people who were doing ROTC. And then now I feel like I'm paving my own way and I'm really excited about it. But once I got the scholarship, I was nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I already accepted to go to tech, so I'm going to be in the core. (laughs) And I was like, I should really figure out what this is. Mm -hmm. So I did a spend the night and everyone there was just so motivated. I I did a spend the night. The girl that I did the spend the night with, I actually see sometimes at school because she's Air Force RTC. Is she still there? Um, Yeah, so she was our, um, what was she? She was like our... She was like a very high ranked cadet in Air Force RTC this past semester. So I actually saw her quite a bit and she was so nice. She answered a lot of my questions and there were just some things that I would ask. I I wrote down some, I looked back at some notes that I had planned on asking her and it was just like the funniest thing. So I was like, so are you sad that you have to wear a uniform to class every day and things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, like, how can I make my room more girly? It's like so many (laughs) of the questions I asked her. And I just thought it was really funny because I was like, wow, those were like the things that I was really worried about going into college. And, um, but what I really noticed when I went was the people were just so motivated and everyone supported each other. And, and because they, you know, once you are 22 and you graduate, like, 
most of them will be commissioning somewhere and you like really grow up really fast. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I really respect about the community is people are really focused on their future and just kind of making really meaningful friendships. And so when I visited, I noticed that everybody really supported each other, really was there for each other. And, you know, you don't really have time to goof off. I mean, you do have time to like have fun and be a college student, but they also really are respectable people who are really nice. And that's just one thing I really respected about them. And then I also just liked, I like schedules. Like I really Mm -hmm. like having a schedule. And so after my spend the night, I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I said, that's when I like accepted it and just kind of researched more about what I was getting myself into. And freshman year definitely was a shock, but looking back on it, I'm really glad that for some reason within the span of three weeks, I decided to apply for a scholarship, got it. And my whole life changed Mm -hmm. because the turnaround time, I don't think I explained, like I was not considering being in the military like ever. Mm -hmm. And then like two weeks before two or three weeks before the Air Force like RTC scholarship was due, I decided to apply. I did my PFA, like the one to qualify for a scholarship. I did my PFA on a day that it was too cold. to. And for those that don't know, PFA is a physical fitness assessment. assessment. So I did my physical fitness assessment on a day with my gym teacher. We, I emailed her to, if we could do it on this day, it was too cold to attend school. But I did my mile and a half run outside on the track, my push-ups and sit-ups like in the snow, basically, because I it was so last minute and I I, I wanted to so I wanted to get I this done. This. It was too cold for anybody else to go to school, but you still went to the track and still and did your physical fitness assessment outside. But everybody else would not even attend school that day. That is awesome. I love that. <laughs> it's because. I had decided so last minute and that was the only day she was free. And I was like, well, you know what? I, I'm fine running in the cold. Like I need to get this done. And I submitted it as soon as I could. Had my interview. It was a pretty quick turnaround time. And then um, I think really soon near the cutoff date of saying if you were in the core or not, I decided to like ch- check the mark yes. And then I was in the core. And so then we had to start preparing um, all of my new cadet week stuff and then I went off to the core really quickly. So all of this happened, you know, the second semester of like my senior year of high school. Yeah. And a lot of people in the core, they talk about how they want to be a pilot so bad their whole life or their parents, all of them were military. And sometimes I'm like, you know, my story's a little different, but um, I think I just didn't see that I wanted to be in the military as soon as I had been. Because like one thing, one advice my dad gave me before going into the uh, new cadet week was it's all a mind game it's all a mindset and i just don't think i was in that mindset as early as some people were mm. but yeah that's how i got there really last minute <laughs> yeah and, and it is true and um now in fairness when you say that you, you had a different story than other people i think the the only difference is that a lot of these kids had already decided they wanted to go in the military but you both your parents just just so the audience knows um uh christina's Mom and I are both. We we met in ROTC, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, in college. About your age, as a matter of fact, is when we met. Um, not saying that that's when you have to meet somebody, but that's when we met, and we met in ROTC. And um, I, I spent eight years as a helicopter pilot, and my wife uh, Christina's mom was an aviation maintenance officer, and she did twenty years, ten years active, ten years reserve. So um, 
Christina does come from a military family. But this was, um, and we'll just wrap on this session, wrap up on this. We did not pressure uh, Christina to go into the military. Um, this was completely her decision. And I, I, I do remember saying, and I know her mom said to her too, that this is something that you have to decide. It is a different lifestyle being in the Corps of Cadets or being in the military in general. And it's something that you you need to want to do mm-hmm. because um, it's not always fun. Um, there's a lot of pressure that's put on you. And hopefully that's something that you want to do. Um, you can't do it for your parents. It's something that you want. But being a veteran, I will tell you, uh, you know, so I've been in the workforce for over 30 two years now in different, you know, I've been military, law enforcement, corrections, and I'm a retired FBI agent. And so in the span of my entire 32-year career, the Navy was only eight years of that. Mm-hmm. But that those eight years in the Navy, meaning the, those eight years in the military, were absolutely the biggest impact on my entire career. And that's, and I mean, even more so than the FBI, even more so than the police department where I worked as well. The the military is a big impact and will always be something that um, is a highlight of, yeah. of your life and career. So, Christina, thank well, you for that. Hold on. Oh. You, you don't know if I have a wrapping message. Oh, okay. Christy, do you have a wrap-up message? You, cl- well, you take us out. I, well, also, like, I was just going to say that, you know, being in the Corps for a year and a half so far, um, I think I've developed more in this year and a half and made closer friendships in this time than I have, like, at all in high school. And I think that's true for any college student, but I really have grown a lot and my goals have drastically changed and I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of my progress so far. And I'm really proud that I joined the Corps of Cadets. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I said everything that I wanted to say, like in terms of like getting to the core, but you know, sometimes you just kind of have to take a risk and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a good one. And I have to say that, the course so far has like been like definitely challenging, but I've learned to not really fear a challenge because, you know, if I look back at videos of myself like tumbling, like you would, you look at them, you're like, why the heck would you try that? You know, I have so many videos of me falling, landing yeah. on my neck and doing all these things. Yeah. And I realized like that but these like um, risks that I take, it, it's just what's been most fun. Um and I've really enjoyed it. And it's kind of funny. I think maybe the next time we should talk about it, how the how cheerleading really reminds me of the military. Yeah, it does. Um, but a lot, you know, you if you look back at high school, you'd be like, you have like one professor you really liked, you know, or you have two mm-hmm. professors that you really liked. Well, every single person I meet in the core, every single professor I've had in college, like for my ROTC classes, or even just my classes for my major as well, are type of people that like, I want to write down quotes that I have from them or lessons that I've learned from them. And so it's like everywhere I turn, it's like people who really impact my life. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, we we are we will finish this session on one. I'm going to ask you a question. In, in each one of our sessions, I'll have a question for you. Okay. Okay. Navy pilots, Air Force pilots. Air Force pilots. I haven't even asked the question. Oh, F-22? What's my question? I don't know. Which one's better? Air Force pilots. Uh, <laughs> but Navy pilots' wings are made out of gold. And in fact, Navy pilots, I've heard, are so good, they're not even called pilots. They're called aviators. How do you explain that? You know what? I'll just say thank you because of you I exist. Is that good enough? Um, no. <laughs> are Navy pilots better than Air Force pilots or the other way around? I just told you Air Force pilots. Oh. 
I don't know about that. I don't anyway, know. thanks, Christy. I'm not even going to be a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. And we'll be talking with you soon. Goodbye.